It never <laughs> released. It won't ever release. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 110, entitled Being Genuine. How important is it to be genuine? How can you be more genuine? What are the pitfalls of dangers that come with genuine? Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com <laughs> while there <This> is great. <laughs> you can take our relational needs questionnaire make sure to follow us on all social media and if you can give us a five star review Jay what is this podcast specifically about oh my no matter who you are at some point in time in your life you will feel alone being alone is as bad as anything gets if things are great but you feel alone they're not as good as they could be and if things are bad and you're alone well things just got so much worse there is a bible verse romans twelve fifteen, which states rejoice with those who rejoice mourn with those who mourn that is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Eric, you need a drink of water or anything? I got one, buddy. You good? I'm good. We have a special guest tonight. It's uh, the gurgles well within Eric's soul <laughs> that's trying to get out. Throat gurgles. Are strong. Ooh, that's man. a German guy. <laughs> Throat gurgles. <laughs> Somebody else go first. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> I'll go first. Right. Uh, unless you guys want to go first. I'll go no, first. Okay. So um, I had a really good week so far this week, and um, good conversations. Some of the things I can't get into. Other things I can. Um, good work stuff. Um, but I think one of my highlights, honestly, is, and I'm gonna fanboy a bit. But I reached out to uh, one of my new favorite bands. Is uh, their name is Goose and yeah. um, from Top Gun? Ah, maybe. <laughs> no, it's not that guy. But it's it's yes. Brian, are you Maverick? <laughs> I'm Maverick to your Goose. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks for the update. Anyways, Goose is a great band, and I reached out to one of their um, one of their the guys in the band. He plays guitar. He he does all the keyboards and like he puts a lot together all the time. And it's really impressive to watch. So I reached out to him on Instagram. He actually got back to me, and we've been hmm. just touching base. And I think it's awesome, you know, touching base. Yes, we've been touching base. That's really cool. Yeah, base. Oh, base. slap it a base. Slap it a base, man. Um, but like I, I just it's 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 awesome to me, and it's been great. Pretty so cool. that's been awesome. Um, I have the pool open, not open, open to swim. But it's open, and I'm moving every day closer to actually getting it open. There's a lot we're doing this year to to, pre- to prepare it. Um, we're completely resurfacing it. It's been a long time since we've done that, so we're, we're resurfacing it. Um, and it's a lot to put together. You know, I have to order material and, and line up different people to do stuff for me. Um, and so 
that's good. I'm really excited about it because I think, you know, this time next month, like my goal is this time next month to have it, the hose in it, have it refilled and ready to go. Um, this time next month, Alexis and I will be uh, in Florida um, on our 20th anniversary yes. wow. trip. Two wow. decades. Two decades. Wow. That's yep. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. So we went to the lot in Oakmont for our twentieth. Yeah, <laughs> I remember nice we talked too. about you had call, nice, yeah. you had something cauliflower, right? Uh, yeah, we did their big uh, uh, head of cauliflower appetizer, and which, Rachel liked it, which was surprising. She did she loved it? Her I stomach feel like, hated it. Made for a great rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> right. The kind of night you want on your anniversary. It's what we think. That's of. funny, right? And uh, I mean, not funny. That was probably, what, episode 51-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, so anyways, a um, lot of good things going on. Uh, the bad would be also Lex not feeling great. Uh, uh, it's been right. a really tough week for her physically. Not going to get into it, but just uh, it's it's hard to watch somebody not be able to get out of bed mm. um, and feel like their body is rebelling on them. And it, and it is, and 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 not be able, and we've talked about it before, not be able to do anything about it, mm. uh, except support. You know, I'm not the biggest support guy, but I know when support is needed. So, um, you know, that's where I'm at right now. And my food would probably be jambalaya. I mean, oh, Eric wow. made some freaking fantastic jambalaya wow. tonight. Uh, I came over a little bit early before the pod. Something new. You know, we haven't done this before. I came over before the pod for dinner. I'd like to do it again. I would like to do it again too. Yeah. And um, I mean, there was shrimp involved. There was some sausage involved. There was uh, just all kinds of stuff like rice. Call, not not even rice, right? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. You yep. replaced the cauliflower yep. with or rice with cauliflower, right? Right. right. Yeah, it was super good, man. I, I actually went back to get a bowl right before we started to eat, and there wasn't any left. And you had given the rest, I guess, to Lex, and I was really tempted to break right, into you that. got something to take home. You don't have to tell her. <laughs> well. You could just, you know. Yeah. Well, now she knows because she listens every oh, week. Right, she's on right, right now. No, she's not. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, but but also before your jambalaya, I had made jambalaya on Monday night, but I made the Aldi wow. version that comes in a box, and it takes about 15 minutes to do. Is that but any good? It's a It's a complete hit with my kids. I love it. Um, you do like a, a pound of gro- uh, ground beef. You you know brown it and throw it into the the jambalaya mix. A little bit of cheese, a little bit of uh, sour cream, and it's like it's almost like a chili jambalaya. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. When you make jambalaya, do you have to then say jambalaya? Jum- I, I didn't. Is that it? What's that's from a movie? I don't know what movie. Jambalaya. That sounds like a Chris thing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. I don't do that, but I, I can start that if you'd like me to. <laughs> Sounds fun. I mean, it's, it seems like a trend. You yeah, know? it's a good trend. So that's my good, my bad, and my my food. Nice. Should I go next? I'll go sure. next. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's good to be back. <laughs> Ethan, uh, Brian's son, was in the seat last week, which was awesome. Yeah, he was. And um, and I honestly, I haven't gotten to listen to last week's podcast yet, and I do listen to them, so I will at some point get onto that episode. But um, I heard he had a great time yeah. and did an awesome job. He was so, fantastic. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the kid just turned fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, yes. He yeah. Did. May. I'm sorry, March. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Back just March. Time. Yep. Um, so anyway, kudos kudos to Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so my good and bad. I'm gonna start with bad. My bad is um, has to do with um, a personality trait that I have that I was reminded of this week. Oh, oh, finally, my. we get to oh, talk my. about it. 
<laughs> so many jokes. <laughs> None of them are appropriate. Just tune in for uh, well, see, After Hours in Rome. See, maybe the dark podcast. Right. What this tells me is there's more than one personality trait. That, no, I was just going but, with things that you're not, but it would be really funny if I said that you were. That's funny. Yep. After Hours in Rome. So. Yeah. And 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 by the way, okay, so lo- I'll start from the beginning. So I, I hurt a friend's feelings because mm. I end up being... The type of here, here's my personality trait that I have. I have to, and I use that term in quotes because, like, who has to do anything, right? But for some reason in my brain, I feel like I have to look at everything from both sides and never and sit on the fence and never commit to this side or that side and always bring up the other side if somebody brings up the first side. And so you have to like, are you saying like you have to play devil's advocate yeah, on the other side, whatever right. it is, like auto, right. like on autopilot. My brain goes to if somebody says one thing, Contrarian. my brain goes yes. My brain goes to yeah, but what if? Right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. what about this other? Yeah. But it and like automatically, mm. like no matter what the setting, and it's funny. Um, and and you know, good came out of that because you know. Oh, break the code! It was me. Oh, Jay. <laughs> so we, go ahead. And it's awesome. Well, open, honest, vulnerable. We have Very. a conversation, and everything's awesome. But. It's funny, in in speaking to my wife about this, you know, as as we do, because I, that's what we we, we do in our healthy, she's like, our healthy marriage. All the time. She's like, she, finally, she's <laughs> she totally confirmed it. She's like, yeah, you do that all the time. You do it all the time. Drives me crazy. And you said, but, but do I? Yeah, <laughs> I said, let's look at this from the other side of things. I'm not sure that I actually ever do this at all. I disagree with me. Yes. <laughs> But um, so that was. I mean, there's good and bad. In, oh, it was in great. That. Yeah, it was absolutely right, in good. The end. But the and bad wait, was from my end. Part of my issue was, you know, when you had done that before, and I didn't bring it to your attention. Right. And so then it festered a little bit because mm-hmm. I did what everybody does, which is, all right, it's not a big deal. I'm just gonna let it go. Then it happens again, and I overreact to the second one because I'm adding what was in the first one. Right. So and then I, we of talk. course, do it without thinking and without meaning any argument per se it's just uh it's just how i converse i guess which <laughs> right your brain just goes yeah. to like well, just like wh- oh let's you know what about you know and and maybe this and maybe that and you know whatever so that was interesting it's interesting though before you move on to your good yeah it's interesting though you say that because like there's been times where amy and i are watching the news and like the worst of the worst person is on the news mm-hmm. and like our brain goes to like what was his upbringing like? Right. Like, how much hurt has he had? You know, and it's like, not not that making an excuse for, like, whatever crime he committed or whatever, mm-hmm. or she or whatever, but, like... You want to come at it from the other angle. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just, like, seek understanding of, like, of course he did what he did because he or she, you know, did whatever. Like, well, it's know, funny you say have, seek understanding this, because... You know, I mean, we, we want to do that in a healthy relationship with anybody. Right. And what I was failing to do was seeking understanding in the relationship with Jay. Or the intent of the message. Right. right. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. You were and seeking understanding with the, of the With the article or the subject yeah, or yeah. the thing. That's a yeah. great... That is a great revelation. Yeah. I appreciate you it's saying that, Eric. Yeah. So that's Brian, weird. I appreciate you pointing that out. That was outstanding. <laughs> Before, we, just, we just out here, man. 
Before I run out of time, I got to get to my good. And it's you all guess, like there's yes. a clock. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about okay. food. It's all, listen, listen. I'm listening. It's all about food. So, and Jay gets a shout out in this one too in a second. But first, my food, and I actually shared this pick. I don't know if it'll make the, the, the cut. Eric decides it, that. It but Oh, it's, it's on there. It's up there, yeah. Um, this was, you know, I've been working a lot on my grill and, and, and cooking to the right temperature, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I made really, really good barbecue chicken thighs. Mm. Ben and I, was talking about it. Yeah, right? And he said it didn't say it's, uh, it was chewy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. That's a throwback. You'll you'll learn about that when you listen, listen to the last to episode. episode. Ah. Listen to episode 109. you got to nice. be like Brian and listen to every episode you're not on. Every yes. single one. <laughs> I will do that. But um, I have not missed one. I did um, You've missed. a dry rub, some paprika, Ooh, garlic, salt, paprika. pepper, Major uh, own, onion major powder, own. yeah. Love mm-hmm. that. Uh, so dry rubbed it. Wow. And then um, awesome. put it on the grill, you know, kind of slow cook-ish. Do you oil your grill, oil your grill before hmm. you grill? No. Not with I don't. chicken. Really? Not with chicken. I don't. I've never done it. I mean, I never have either. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you to put it like on a on a, like a. I put it on paper towel. I put it on paper, paper towel, towel and then like dish put a little, towel. just a little olive oil just to get something yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It depends on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Chicken has been okay for me. If I whatever. Anyway, well, and if it sticks to the grill, you just need to let it cook a little longer too. Sometimes you oh, turn and it'll it naturally soon. release. Yes, I read about that with salmon Wait this week as well. Hold on, you're saying like <laughs> if the meat is sticking to the grill, yeah. Not to like to stop touching it, and then it'll release. It'll it release. could. Well, I mean, you still have to use like tongs. It's not it'll naturally just crisp up a bit before it like <laughs> is it destroyed. Won't, it won't. It We're won't stick. Yeah, <gasps> it's not going to stick there forever. Like it actually sticks worse in the first few like minutes. Like if you're in the in between. Like yes, you're, you're, you want it the in between. You want the in between. Hmm. My yeah. mind is right? just blown right now. Yeah, I'm doesn't surprise me. Next week's food that, talk is just burnt food from Eric. <laughs> it Guys, it was on there I for tried five. What you were telling me five hours. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it never released. It won't ever release. <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, dry rub plus we use some sweet baby rays barbecue sauce. Ah, awesome. That's good stuff. I love the mix of like the dry because you do that with your ribs, really don't you, Jay? You do a dry and a wet. I used to. Oh, okay. Uh, now I just go dry and allow you to do it. Afterwards. Okay. Man. Nice. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You yeah, you don't do want the again. you we, don't we want the to sauce test, to, we need to, to burn. test your ribs. Hmm? I'm sorry. To oh no, I don't Brian. mind burning the sauce. My point oh. is, I want it to taste like what I did. I don't want it to just be like sweet baby rice. Ah, right. And you don't need to be sorry because I was just shamelessly saying Jay should give us more barbecue ribs. We, we need to taste we, test. I mean, it's been like a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Been a minute for ribs. It's and real time. It's rib time. Real quick, final shout out to my wife who just this very night, Amy D cooked tuna noodle noodle casserole mm, because nice. you had been talking about it jay with regard I, to I making it for rachel tuna. that was like yeah three minute, months ago yeah, it was a long time yeah ago. and actually no beginning of lent so yeah two months ago i'm thinking six but no it's two go so she looked up um a gluten-free because of course you, you jay are gluten-free and you cooked it for your wife rachel right and that was not gluten-free you not just cooked all. it strictly for her which is a little breadcrumbs a little is bit on beautiful. Top and a little bit of butter but she found a uh, gluten-free recipe, and um, yeah, yeah. we—it ha- was my—I fr- had my first tuna noodle cl- casserole. It's tonight, almost impossible to say, and it was delicious. Aww. it's like mm. automatically one of my favorites. I love Chico tuna, mushrooms. Tuna Chico mushrooms. Yes, peas. Yeah. Yes, ah, you'll yeah. Classic, huh? that's good. 
That's left good. out like the cream of mushroom soup. I was gonna say so. Um, if you don't do cream of mushroom, what do you do? But see, you I don't know what she substituted. But you can go progresso cream of mushroom. Mm. Oh, okay. I don't that's know. Gluten-free. I really don't know what exactly know. she used. That's but good. I know she left out. That's a key out. component in tuna noodle casserole. It was creamy. I what? don't know if mm-hmm. she just used like heavy cream or mm. something. I don't know. What um, I would love to know from I our like a good tuna noodle casserole. It was really good from all of our wise listeners, especially. Bob Cheney, who is an excellent chef in his own right. Is he listening? He's uh, At least he's been on Facebook for a minute. Um, a lot of people click and dip. Um, so a lot of recipes call for cream of mushroom soup, like Campbell's, which is mm-hmm. condensed. Right. So I will substitute Progresso cream of mushroom, but that's a full soup. So mm-hmm. sometimes in the past, I will reduce it on the stovetop and let it simmer for a while so it gets thicker, so it more mimics uh, okay. gotcha. the condensed. I, and I wonder... If you should, I think there was something Alexis huh. made on the your green bean casserole. Yes, that's and what she it didn't was. reduce. That's what it was. Great. And did she not reduce? She did not. And was it soupy? Very much. Oh, there you go. It was still good. I mean, Fine. we made it for Thanksgiving. Would have helped to reduce a little bit. Mm-hmm. So live and learn. Hmm. Yep, that's the pro tip. So reduce everybody it. that's watching that asked for your advice, we got it. Hey, <laughs> you guys know about Carissa from church? Yeah, no, yes. Carissa. She's watching. Great, hey. Carissa. She's going to be a guest one of these weeks as soon as we invite her. That's Absolutely. awesome. Nice. Yeah. And that's your update. That's my... So for me, I have a lot that's good. Funny that Carissa would log on, if but for just a minute. Um, Because church, and we've talked about it before, church is a good thing. Church is popping. This Sunday. I mean, uh, several people have used the literal word anointed. Mm. And it wasn't like, okay, one was Bernice, and that's how Bernice talks. (laughs) Um, But even like Bart, I had lunch with Bart today, and he was like, man, he goes, you could just feel the, he goes, what's the word like anointing? Mm. And I was like, go ahead, you know, and he was not sitting with Bernice. What? I said, that's awesome. Mm. And there's just been such a great energy, and we're going to talk more about that later. People People, and we're still Mm -hmm. being responsible, mask in, mask out for the most part. We don't kill you if you don't, and we don't judge you and all that kind of fun stuff. But we've just done a really, uh, we've just been really excited about not only, like, I think we're close to pre-COVID total numbers between the two services, and but it's different people. And Mm -hmm. I've just seen a lot of growth in people. Um, I've spoken a couple times here on the podcast about Maggie from Ghana, and we continue to meet, and she said something to me this week and it's been good because it challenges me because she'll say to me well like what do you do about this and what is your theory on that and like this week she's talking about the trinity and talking about predestination versus free will Mm. and she's like well what is the church's stance and what is your and i went i i don't care and she's like what and i'm like (laughs) i don't have an official stance i said it's my job to go love people whether god predestined them to know him or whether or not they have the free will to choose it doesn't matter it's my job to go and love and everything else. And she just starts laughing and she's like, you know, I've never been to a church, and I won't do her accent, that is focused on relationships before. Mm. And we both just sat there and we're like, what a terrible thing to say. Mm. Yeah. That she's never heard of a church that focuses on relationships. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only about relationships with the people in the church, but if you're not teaching about a relationship between you and God, mm-hmm. well, what are you doing? Right. And so, you know, and I told her, I said, look, and I don't make this the uh, Sunday brunch in Rome where we talk about church all the time, (laughs) but even talking about when I say I don't care, I'm not saying I don't care about theological issues. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we're not going to make an official stance and make that our big calling card. Our calling card is our love. And we talk more about, I said, you know, when a church identifies with this theology, here's what goes wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And then when the church identifies and holds up the values of this theology on the other side, here's what's go wrong. I said, rather, here's what's go wrong is what happens. Grammar goes right out the window. <laughs> I was going to say. Glad you, you cut that. Right. But, <laughs> we'll edit that later. It's fine. But instead, I'm like, all we just focus on is positive relationships and expressing the love of God to other people. And so, like she said, well, like what, what specific ministry, what services do you provide for the community? And I said, uh, we try to produce good, loving people. She's like, oh, I know. But I mean, like, do you do food drives? Do you do? I said, look, there's a billion social organizations out there that do that. I said, and very often churches that focus on those acts of service right. are filled with some of the meanest people around. Hey, you can only take one. Take one. What? They, you were here last week. You can be. I said, you can do those things. But if you don't have the relationship and the love behind them, I said, so our service is helping people help the people in their world. And she's mm. like, that makes sense. I like, <laughs> and I said, you can't make a t-shirt about it. You know, a lot of people like to make a Facebook page about what their church is doing. I said, we're just trying to produce good people. I want to I want to say, too, awesome. I mean, obviously, your job as a pastor, one of your aspects as a pastor is to have conversations with people. And one of one of my things this week, and I was telling Eric, we like again, we ate lunch or dinner before we started this podcast. I think one of the highlights of my week was, you know, a lot of things, but it was good conversation. Sometimes you have really crappy conversations. And this week has been good conversations for me with a lot of different people across the spectrum. And I love the fact, Jay, that you're in a position and sometimes you have really crappy conversations. You have conversations conversations that you're like, I have to go up to church and I have to have this conversation. And you're not looking forward to it, but because it's your job, that's what you do. But I love the fact that with Maggie, and you've referenced her, like you said, Mm -hmm. several times now over the past couple of weeks, you're having really interesting conversations with somebody who is genuine and mm-hmm. they're they're very much after not a judgment not a they're not trying to box you into something so that they can take advantage of that they're genuinely looking for answers and you're genuinely giving those but at the same time you are also genuinely being fed by those conversations and being enriched by those conversations and i want to join you in that because that's really hard for some people, and some people never get that. You know what I mean? Like some people never have those kind of conversations. It's been a lot of fun, and she told me that she had gone to one other church before us, which this is the fifth of six times we've met. And uh, she told me that the church before was very guarded, and the guy wanted to see her credentials, and she wanted and he wanted to see her school ID. And I was like, "Is that what you showed me?" And she's like, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah, I didn't want to see it." She goes, "You didn't even look at it." I said, "Yeah, I don't even." <laughs> But so no, it's it's been a real, it's been a lot of fun. And again, here's what she and I have in common. Because you see, she's from Ghana. Mm-hmm. I'm from Penn Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty similar. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not. She is. So we have our faith in a common, world of difference, and that's it. Yep. And mm-hmm. yet, it is one of the best hours it's I all, spend. It's all each translated. Week very easily oh I thought you meant like I'm like no bro she speaks English <laughs> 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 I was like, she doesn't it's, speak gone and whatever no so that's what's good plus Rachel had a sprinkle uh, instead of a shower for her friend's baby because it's her seventh baby Diz an avid uh, participant in the lunchtime in Rome podcast from time to time 44 Children? No, just seven. Uh, okay. Uh, right. She's in her 40s, and everything is healthy and, and ready and good to go. But what I want to say is good is her friends, so seven of them came over, and they've been friends since high school. And what a blessing. I mean, they're, I, the fact that she has that many good friends, 
And these aren't even, you know, the friends from church. This is just her high school friends. Yeah. But they pick up right where they left off. They don't see each other all the time because Rachel moved, you know, a tunnel in a couple rivers away. <laughs> so they can't see each other uh, that often because they're all she from North from, from Narnia. I mean, it's Narnia <laughs> over there. I swear Narnia. to God, it's Narnia. Half of them you... came on lines. So, I mean, it tells you how far it was. <laughs> it's so far. But I just celebrate those relationships. <laughs> um, for me, bad, you know, there isn't much bad right now. I mean, there's a lot going on. The house is falling apart. The light thing's all a mess. But it's it's slowly falling apart right very gradually. and I'm, I'm we're in the process of a home equity thing so we get mm-hmm. to get some paperwork together and so and you're, kind of you are stuff. in the process of that you've started that and we just yeah mm-hmm. and uh so that's exciting mm-hmm. um it's only money you know i've had mm-hmm. it not really i have not had it really and you know whatever no big your treasures in heaven uh and food wise you know still doing the carnivore thing my treasures in heaven that was awesome <laughs> um <laughs> but i've been adding a little shrimp late at night so i don't do so much cheese you know mm. i just do a little shrimp on the side the classic like, late shrimp. night shrimp <laughs> well late at night's when i eat my dinner so like, at night? for my 10 o'clock steak and whatever so it's steak and i don't do steak and eggs that's i do eggs for breakfast but my point is you know okay i got <laughs> the old bay and i got the creole and i'll add a little jalapeno powder to it to mix it up and i'm trying to salt pepper garlic but the other night i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i bought Ahi Amarillo, which is a yellow chili powder. Mm-hmm. I bought that on vacation at that super spicy place in Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle. Mm. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to add some sumac, which is like one of the only spices that adds a sour note. Mm. It's a Middle Eastern spice. It's really pungent. It's Not great. the poison kind. That's in no, the no, no, no. Well, who knows? But anyhow, so I made it. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sumac somehow got scorched or something, but I was like, well, this... Well, this is just bad. Like I literally threw away about five pieces. I'm like, ah, I'm all right. I'll be okay. I'd eat them. That's a bummer. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> you just set them on a counter. I'd have eaten them tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, you, that's the other thing. I nice just about don't care. You. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Temperature, eh? So that's my world, right? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> this week has been full of throat gurgles. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, but. What pains me is like I can't really talk mm-hmm. about it, but yep. like I have been going through a lot of stuff this week uh, emotionally. Yeah, um, and I can't go into any detail right well, now. Well, I'll do it. So he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what you know, it's it's good, and it's you know, there's nothing bad, but um, it's really um, put me through the the ringer in terms of emotional. Uh, needs and and response and um mm-hmm. and I hope to be able to talk to about it next week. We'll see. Um, you, you would hope so. Yeah, right. Or else your stomach is going to be in sixteen knots. Yeah, right. Um, so that being said, there's that, and I hate to do that to everybody, but that is really what's been on my mind. And oh, you know, he's applied to be on the new Real World. Just to let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Hey guys, with, what's with, up? With Puck. <laughs> with Puck. Oh, I remember Puck. Puck. Um, but the good is, I've had so many fun Maggie moments this uh, this week. We went to several parks, one of which had a really tall slide. Yeah, it did. A little steep. A little steep. And, you know, I was even a little nervous when she was up at the top of the when slide. When you went off it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when she was at the top of it about to go down. And I was like, man, I don't know how this well, is going to end up. But, like, I'm data and, like, this is what this is what dadas do. And, you know, we're, we're going to go for it. And it turned out just fine. And she loved it. And she just wanted to keep on going over and over and over again. She, like, had no fear. Like, she was... 
Like, let's do it. Jay, what were you going to say? Do you do that dad transition where you got to stay at the bottom of the ladder in case she slips off the ladder, and then once she gets to the top, you got to fly around to make sure she doesn't fall off either side, and then that you're there to get her when she comes down. No, on this, on, on I this don't one, watch her at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the car actually. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but on this particular uh, playset, th- like the the steps were very shallow up until you know up up to the the top of the the slide. It wasn't a direct straight up. Right, right. So there wasn't like any like, oh, you got to hang on. You got to keep your balance. Like it was just, she was just walking up the steps, you know, but then when she was at the top. So I was basically down at the bottom. Um, but man, she just went and then I was like, all right, have at it, girl. Like just go. And, and she it, just kept on like, awesome. over and over and over again. And as a parent, you're like, oh, there's a half hour right ahead. Just <laughs> taking off the books. <laughs> go to it, girl. <laughs> right. And nobody else in the park. And she was getting tired. Uh, at first, there was there was another um, uh, mom and dad and their daughter. Um, they kept their distance. They were nice. just, you know they were just out, you know nice. they were just out there. Just out there. And um, out there and too. we were you know we were going back and forth on different things. And and she was all about the, what what kind of made me proud was uh, you know Megs was obviously younger than this other girl probably by two years. Mm. And uh, that. The other little girl didn't want to go down the big slide, and I was just like, <laughs> "Boom!" We're just doing it, and I was like, "Yes!" Like you're yelling at their parents in your face. <laughs> um, no, but, but what, that, what that is, was great. What, what was the name of the the parents that you hate at the mall? What what or, or they named their kid? Oh, Declan. Brent, Brent, Declan. Declan. <laughs> I apologize to all the parents that Sorry, have a kid named Declan, um, except for the parents of that Declan. Of that Declan, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, we, I, and I've had a, a bunch of moments like that with her this week, and it's just, it's just been really fun, uh, really fun daddy daughter moments. Um, and uh, another fun moment high highlight: Amy and I got to go on a date night, oh, um, and that was just good. I got to have, a, you know, talking about the the bad, even though it's not awful. Um, yeah, those date nights can be really bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like uh, earlier, my reference to my bad is something I can't really talk about mm. right now. But mm-hmm. like, it, like that night, I got, I was like, it was like a release. I was like, here's everything that I'm feeling right now, and I'm putting it all out there. And it was just a great night with with Amy talking about that. And mm. you know, she was like, I can see you, like being much more, you know, relaxed after just getting it out. And, yeah. and then that was Friday. I went to Texas Roadhouse and that, that's my food. I had their smokehouse burger, which I've never had. I never had a burger at Texas Roadhouse, Rachel's favorite restaurant. And, um, not a sponsor <laughs> of Rachel or anything. <laughs> um, but it was very good. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was a great time. And, uh, it was a great burger. I'll definitely get it again. Wow. And that's me. Nice. I could, I could go a, for a burger. Did it have blue cheese right. on it? First it did not. Well, yeah. Because I'm an American, and I <laughs> don't like blue cheese. Oh. <laughs> Which is funny, because in this whole carnivore experience of mine, I've not made a burger. I've just hmm. done steaks. Hmm. At night, anyhow. I love a good do burger. Do you burgers? I do a little bit. I do. So why don't you make them? I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hung up on shrimp and steak. steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those burgers. So... Uh, I mentioned earlier how church was going well, and we had some visitors come to the church who are now regular attenders. They're members. Everybody who walks into our church is a member, whether they know it or not. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm just a regular attender. Like, no, you're a member of what we're doing here. Yeah. And when I met with them, they are both heavily churched folk in their mid-20s. And um, the guy was raised Presbyterian. The 
uh, woman was raised in a different denomination. She said she later found out it was a little bit wacky, um, but that's not the point of our talk tonight. Mm-hmm. But they were living in the North Hills, and they said, you know, they tried all the big deno- non-denominational churches, and he goes, you know, it was a good show, and there was some really amazing worship. It was a good and, show. Right. What I mean, statement. he said it with point. Yeah. I mean, he's sure. making a point. Nope. And he goes, but, you know, you can only hear happy, happy, joy, joy sermons too often. And he goes, and I've been to the churches where you get the exegetical one-hour-long sermon that has nothing to do with you, and you can't apply it into your life at all. Mm-hmm. He said, but when mm-hmm. we came to Faith Community Church, he said it was the most genuine church we had ever attended. And as I mentioned earlier, we've experienced a good, a good bit of growth recently. Mm. And I was surmising that I wonder if that uh, act of many people, because they pointed out it was many people, it wasn't just you know the person that greeted them or the person that sat next to them or my sermons or the whatever. Go ahead. Well, I think if it's the couple that you're talking about, they came to church the morning we lost power. That and is we're, true. <laughs> and we're like, what do we do? Yeah, they came hey. to our awkward 9 a.m. service yeah. with you know 12 people looking at each other with no power. And we're like, what do and, and, Brian, and, we, and we did it. And Brian went into the office to make song sheets on the computer and the copier. Right. With no power. Right. <laughs> That's my first natural reaction. Let's print them out. So, um, and I was, I probably almost teared if I didn't tear because that's all I want to be. I just want to be a real church and mm-hmm. I want to be real people that are caring and genuine. And I thought more and more about it that I wonder if that is one of the reasons why we're growing mm-hmm. is that we are genuine and we truly show that we care about you. We don't swarm all over you. I mean, I've literally taught people in our church when somebody's visiting, you don't go up to them and say, are you coming back? Are you coming back? Because that's about you. It's not about them. Mm. And I've, I've tried to teach people how to build relationships. Um, and I think, and this is what we're going to begin tonight in our talk on being genuine. Do you guys think, and those of you who are with us on Facebook, is that a more and more, especially in the last 14, 13 months, maybe longer, is that a precious commodity? Genuine? Being genuine, that in our world that has become even more divided... Is being genuine something that stands out even in a greater fashion in our ever hyper socialized, hyper social media? Because remember, when we're locked down, most people's outlet to the world was one of four, five, maybe social media platforms mm. where everything is filtered, everything is screened, everything is edited. And does that make being genuine stand out more so now than ever before? I mean, yeah, I, w- I would say, abs- like, absolutely. Like, I think, you know, <laughs> it's it's man, this is a, it's a tough it's a tough question to answer because I've I have so many thoughts. Because the answer is yes. Like, being genuine always. is it's is, always the answer. But being genuine right now more than ever, I feel, is more important than ever. Like, there is so much. Disingenuous, disingenuous, like manipulative agendas, agenda media, and it doesn't matter what side you're on. Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter what side you're on. And before anybody yeah holds their breath, we're not t- we're not picking or talking. No. We're speaking from sides, right? Like, and I, and I feel like, and I and I want to talk directly to that person where, like, I'm thinking, like, yes, like the majority of people probably think like you. You're in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, you have the most extreme over here and then the most extreme on the opposite side but really you are not alone you're not alone like that you person in the middle like that that is thinking logically that is not 
you know, it, you know, taking a side based on one thing or you know or another. Like you know, oh, I believe this, so that means I need to believe this, 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 and this. And well, I believe this, so I need to believe. No, it's it's not like that in reality. But in this time that we're living in. I feel like we're that's what we're being fed. We're being fed this is the narrative from this side, this is the narrative from this side, and you can't be you can't be right in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 that's like I feel like that's where I like I'm living in that middle and I'm in and I've and I have felt alone personally. And and it's it's a tough place to be, but absolutely like I like I just want to be genuine and like and things that I've seen, I'm like, well, I've seen this. And, like, what about this? And, like, you know, let's talk about this honestly and truthfully and not, you know, have this knee-jerk reaction based on our emotional feelings from from whatever – not I don't want to say agenda, but from, from the side that we're coming from. Let's have an honest discussion of, like, a, a logical solution or, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. I feel like the ability to be genuine comes from the ability to be free. And when you have an environment where you're allowed to be free to express yourself, you know, quote unquote safe space, um, I, I feel like there, there, there becomes such a, a dynamic that happens where when you have that safe Place, when you have that freedom to be able to express what you're saying, regardless of what you feel or, or like, like what we're doing here at the table, you know, and I, like, I feel like it always comes back to the table. We have, we have a, an expectation here where if you want to bring it here, let's bring it here and let's talk about it. And, and you know, we're not going to betray you in whatever you say here, you know, and I, and I think that that is valued right now and it, and it manifests in so many different ways, but it, 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 it it's, it's a fundamental ability to be free, you know, and, and when you find a place where you're able to have that freedom uh, to, to express what you're saying, um, there, there's so much that comes from that. The problem is, like you said, Eric, there, the, there's so much manufactured narrative that you have to wade through. And that's really, really tough. And that's really, really disappointing to me. Because I do believe that so many people are just thriving, or not thriving, are, are yearning to find that place where they can say, I just, I just want to let it go. And, and I think that's what's happening, you know, to use our church, church as an example, is people are coming there and going, I, I can be free here. And, and yeah. in that freedom, I can be genuine and you're not going to judge me. So it's 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 a it's to me it's a cause and effect and I how do we take that into a world that is so bent on this is my narrative and this is my belief you know mm. Heather points out um, she wrote you know if genuine equals real then perhaps there is too real which often equates to getting or results in getting hurt mm. and I think what you're saying is. In order to be genuine, it has you have to have a safe place to do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would say, is it true, or do you guys agree that in this world today, it's very unsafe to yeah. be genuine? Oh, it's it's a minefield, man. Well, and and I'll be open and honest. And oh, no, sorry, Chris, you go ahead, please. All right, I'll jump yeah, in. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say too that like I am a person who definitely has trouble opening up and if that's part of being genuine you know of, of showing your true self i guess you're you're you know to others 
I definitely have trouble opening up to people until I am in a relationship with them. The trust there's tree. a trust. Yes. And I, yes. And I was yes. going to say that first. I'm the same that, way. That dude. first part of that statement. Yeah. I was like, eh. But then you said the second part, and exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because once I'm, you gain that trust, dude, I, yeah. I, I, I love how open you are. Well, thank you. And But it's it's funny that, like, there's there's always, I mean, not not with my closest friends, but even with people that I've known a long time, like, there's always, like, if I haven't seen somebody for a while, there's always, like, this... Mm bit of a wall that's up or this bit of like you know, even somebody you've not like even somebody like i saw i met your sister this week like yeah. do you feel like when you get together with her like is there that mm. sometimes yeah sometimes really? even somebody it, that you've it, known all your life like that yes but hmm. not like it i'm not saying it lasts long but sure. there's always like, there's a little depending bit of guard, on like, my like, comfort what's the game? level in a certain situation right with mm-hmm. a certain person, whoever you know, whoever and wherever, I'm right like there with it's you. like it. It takes hmm. time to be open and and I guess therefore genuine. That's right. so foreign to me. I'm sorry. That's well, so foreign <laughs> to me. I yeah, for you yeah, because as your friend. No, no, but no. And with with Chris and I, you know, hmm. I feel like tying it back to emotional needs, which is what this podcast is all about. Ah, it. It, it risks that sense of belonging, you know, because, mm. like, for me, it, wow. I, there, there's times where I want to speak up and just speak freely, and to me, to the person that I'm speaking to, I might sound like a crazy person. Right. And that might tarnish my reputation mm-hmm. with that person or, you know, our relationship. And that does speak to what Heather was saying, too, about being too real because i think there's right. that sort of fear at first like is this gonna be just too much like i you know i don't want to open up too much or be trusting too much or, or put too much of myself out there this is not the the right time for that right exactly and, and you don't want to you don't want to lose that person's trust you don't want to harm that relationship because like at the end of the day you know we're we're in this together and we want to support each other and we want to help each other out it's just you know, a matter of I just want to speak my mind and you know talk talk about the things that I'm seeing, talk about the 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 information that I've seen and and, and the whatnot. conflict and, that causes you. Yeah, and, and and right, and like I I see both sides. I see both sides. I just want to say you know and and seek understanding with that other person or whatever and. And not get in a fight. It's just more of like... Well, and that mm-hmm. goes to the safe hey. space thing. Right. And so I think that is the problem with people being genuine in our world today is because if you're genuine, Chris's fears are realized and and your reality is, you know, that you're going to be held extra accountable without discussion. That, oh, you're just... You're, you're exposing to me that you're wrong mm-hmm. because I disagree with you. Right. There is no discussion. Oh, that's a good way to put it. So therefore... Don't be genuine. You're mm. exposing to me that you're wrong. Like mm. that, I feel yeah. like we are right there in and society. That, then, therefore, does not create that safe space. You know, Carissa added, she said, freedom of expression is where self-authenticity starts. So if, in being genuine. So if you're not free to express, then it's going to be very difficult yeah. to be genuine. Yeah. Well, I, there's, there's certain things that just, there's certain lines that stand out to me. When we had... Um, Joseph on Jason. yeah a, a couple weeks ago he said um, 
I learned I learned to cope with being alone. Like like there's certain things that stand out and what you just said, Eric, um risks my sense of belonging. Like when you're genuine, yeah. Especially for somebody that's high on, you know, belonging. That's a big risk for people. Like for me, like again, that's why I say to me it's foreign. Like I don't I don't really don't care. But for for you, that you you want to belong and so when you become genuine, wow, that you're putting yourself out there. Right. And and there can be hurts that are associated, and and it's probably there are in hurts your past. associated, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. So that like being genuine can really risk a lot of things, not just belonging, but accept. You know, just all the different things we cover. That's a big statement. That's that's, mm. uh, and speaking of like two sides, and you know, you, you have to be on this side or that side oh, or whatever. I thought, you, I thought you were going to speak from the other side. Maybe oh it's no, not a good idea <laughs> no. to be genuine. <laughs> no, no, Jay, I was not. No, um, not this time. So I think that's a big thing that like social media does to us too, because obviously when, when you're communicating with somebody through social media or even just seeing what some, I won't even call it communication, but you're seeing what somebody is posting through social media. um, It is a limited amount of information. Mm -hmm. It is a um, highly edited, highly edited. It's one, it's one thought of what they feel on some one issue or one topic. Right. And yet, because of the way you're seeing it as that this is them and this is what they have to say, you're seeing it as like, well, that's them. That's mm. they're they're one of those people. Right. They think one this, so therefore people. they fit into that category. Right. Yeah. Here's somebody else who says this thing, oh, they fit over there. Well, and it goes back to that communication is fifty percent body language, forty three percent tone. And seven percent the words you use, mm. and all we're seeing is the words. Correct. Well, and and the, the, I think the other thing is mm. Twitter has made your point of view be 160 characters. You know, and and multiple things can be true at the same time. And I think we live in an age where it's like that one thing that you just said that encompasses everything about you. It's loaded with all the things that I right. perceive all of that, those words to mean. And it's just, it's not a genuine example of who you are. It's not a, but we take it as that. That's your judgment. This is what I'm judging you on. And that's just, you can't be genuine that way. Right. Carissa adds that being your true self will scare those with evil intent Mm. and endear those who are truly hurt. Wow. That's Mm. awesome. Um, She's getting deep tonight. That's great. Carissa's a thinker. Um, But I would add, with all due respect, Carissa, you know, it will scare people with evil intent. And A, could cause them to flee and be like, oh, I'm not messing with that person again. Mm. Or cause them to attack, which again comes back to the original point of, is it more difficult to be genuine these days? Mm. And I think it takes the truly courageous to be so. Or Mm. those who just don't give a, what's the biblical term? Rat's ass. (laughs) Um, Like Brian, about issues like that. I want to take this just a little bit, not a different, but if you think about somebody who comes to our church, and again, this isn't about our church, but it's about the topic of yeah. being genuine. Because I think they say, okay, it's a genuine church. Well, why are we a genuine church? Well, because we talk about relationships. We talk about love. We talk about being keeping people from feeling alone. So if they're saying we're genuine, therefore our actions must be matching our words. And I think in this world where we can be attacked for whatever it is you believe, if you mm-hmm. dare so choo- choose to say it, there is that great opportunity to be that person whose actions match their words 
And that's a kind of genuine mm. nature integrity. that really stands integrity mm-hmm. that stands out in this world today. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that also, mm-hmm. boy, that's something that's really missing? Integrity? Yeah. Absolutely. And genuine in mer- and character we, matching the words. We are the most sold generation in the history of the world. We're the most, right now in this moment, nobody's been sold something more than we have. We sniff out ingenuousness or whatever that Who term we? is. All of us. Oh, like, I disagree. You Really? Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. Then I, go ahead. We've all been sold something in yes, our entire lives. Right. Okay. Yes. So we can agree on that. I'm disagreeing on that we're all sniffing it out. I think people are sucking it in and just consuming it and not realizing they're being manipulated. Okay. I agree with that. I would agree with that part. So you're I, saying I, I guess my, are, my point is you're saying the people that are genuine are sniffing it out. The people that are gen- the people that can relate Maybe. to being genuine, but I don't. But I don't even know that because like there are a lot of people that are genuine in their own mind that aren't sniffing it out. So I hear what you're saying, right? But so so here's here's my here's my point. Then is we have been marketed to more than anybody else in the history of the world. So how do you how do you sort through how do you find that genuineness when we when we all know we've all been sold a car right like every one of us has gone and bought a car some of us buy a car because like we're we're eh, this is the car that they sold me others of us no this is my decision this is why I buy my car and so I think that I guess that's what I'm saying is how do we how do we sift through all of the sales to find what's really genuine. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's almost a different podcast, not to change no, the topic, no, but I'm just saying is I think you're I agree with because that's discernment. How mm-hmm. do I know what's real and what's not? And where do I get my inform information from and who can I trust and who can I not? Mm-hmm. Well, and this I, I just that goes back to my point of the being able to trust someone's what is the word? Gen, genuineness? Genu- authenticity? Genuinity? Yeah, authenticity. authenticity really goes Genesee. back to having oh, no. some sort of relationship like some sort like mm. you have to have some level of trust and like to, right you, to you go just, to a car a used car salesman you have no relationship right. with them you know There's that they're no just trying to way sell you something that you're going to think they're absolutely genuine although of course a good salesperson that's makes, what they're trying to make you right, feel right. yeah so there there is that that but that's more of a professional authenticity i right. guess i don't know but um I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we were talking good. about relationships. Yeah, and just thank you, and just needing to to be more than just social media or more than just um, articles that you read on this topic and that topic and whatever. Like you or a tweet, like a, a yeah. hundred sixty character tweet. Any of it. We're not that. Right Nobody's now. that. Yeah. There's yeah. much more to that. And and so you gotta you gotta dig. Like you know, someone for example that comes to our church and and like I, I feel like we. We uh, e- we easily admit that we are imperfect, but we are striving to be open, honest, and vulnerable. We're striving to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a huge goal of who the, you know our church, our th- that group of people. That's just what we come together and are are part of what we are attempting to do. So I guess, but they have to come and see that if they just hear it. We're just somebody claiming to be genuine. So I guess it's back well, to the what you said, Well, the actions have to match the words. Right. Which yeah. is back to your point where... Right. And, you know, again, 
just a brief dip into brunch time in Rome. You know, <laughs> it, it, church, way too many churches have up way too many walls and way too many facades, and they are portraying things not as they really are. And if I want to have you come into a relationship with God through Jesus, and yet I'm being fake, well, then how authentic, how authentic can your relationship with Jesus be mm-hmm. or is mine? Right. And so that's why it's essential and, and why I'm so honored by people that stop at the church and say, okay, it feels genuine because we don't yet have a deep relationship with that person. Right. You know, it all starts with what's the first impression. Do the, does, do the people match the words? Um, earlier today when I posted this on Facebook, Heather Houlihan asked the question. She said, is there such a thing as guarded genuine behavior Hmm. and that's where i want to not conclude but finish um, (laughs) with our talk on being genuine because i think unwittingly she unlocked the perfect solution to our current social divisive climate Mm -hmm. because one has to be somewhat guarded with being genuine Mm -hmm. you can't just sit here and say because you know most people who know me don't know my viewpoints on most political, you know, issues. Why? Because I'm guarded. Does that mean I'm not genuine? Right. No, I'm very genuine. But I'm genuine about what I will profess to be. Right. And I think that's and wisdom. what matters. That's wisdom. Like, it, you know. What are your thoughts on the term guarded? Well, no, I, go, I, go, I definitely go back to what Chris and I were talking about before is like, you, I, you know, I will be genuine but I'm definitely going to be guarded with how much I would share and and what I would share, even though I believe I, I'm not going to – like there's certain things I'm not going to ever – you know, lines I'm going to cross or whatever, you know, based on my beliefs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like I do in certain situations definitely have to feel guarded and hold back because I don't want to either – feel like I'm going to ruin that relationship or taint that relationship in any way. Um, you know, but yeah, that's goes back to that whole discussion that we were having earlier. It's very guarded. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of my, one of my foundations in life besides the Bible is, uh, Kenny Rogers, the gambler, oh, the song, you got to know, you know when to hold them, no one to fold them. Yeah. They're sort of and, neck and neck. They, yeah. they really are. They really are. Sometimes I, I worship, you know, sing worship songs. Other times I sing The Gambler, and it's all relevant. But I do believe that you have to, the Bible says, be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And Shrewd as serpents. Th- or that interpretation, too. That's the living Bible, I was quoting. Uh, but be no. smart. Be smart and don't do so. Be but smart I, like them snakes. But don't lie. <laughs> so, but but I believe that there's a lot to both of those metaphors. Is that you? Okay, you know. Again, the poker analogy. You know, you have your certain cards that you're going to play at certain times that are going to get you to the point where. And if the end goal is to build a relationship with somebody in a genuine way, yes, there are times, and and you and it's it's different for each person that you come in contact with. You know, you, you some some people you put all your cards out right at the beginning. Other people you're like, nah, I'm going to play this card here. I'm going to play this card here because it's a longer game. You know, and if you're if you are a genuine person and your genuine goal is to bring them deeper into a relationship that's healthy. I, I think like that's how I see it anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. 
So to answer Heather Hulan's question, that's that's my take on that. Well, and what I think Heather did is she revealed the problem with being completely genuine. If you're not guarded at all with your thoughts and your feelings and your everything else, it truly leads to a narcissism. Because mm. I'm just, you know, think of the times people have said, "I'm just being real." Mm-hmm. Well, right. maybe you should be a little less real, right? And not tell people that you hate their outfit because nobody asked, mm-hmm. or that what they need to do with their life, or and until so, you've earned the right to say that, earned the right to be heard. I think it leads to narcissism. Mm-hmm. That if I am just unguardedly genuine and just being real, just saying, I'm whatever. assuming either everyone believes what I believe, or you need to deal. Mm with what I believe. Mm-hmm. So that, either way it makes it all about you. Correct. Yeah. And I think guarded mm-hmm. genuine behavior and attitudes there is a right spot that we need to find. Because if in Eric and Chris's case they guard too much, mm-hmm. then they end up feeling alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. But oh, if you don't dude. Yeah. And there's been many times through all of 2020 and where I like, you I are not free or safe to express your true thoughts, right? With some of the people that I love, but also what I'm very thankful for is what we've always talked about on this podcast is you have to have those people in your life where you can be open, honest, and vulnerable and not be afraid, you know, no matter you know what that other person's like. I like, I, I have friends that you can say anything to. I can say anything to, and they might, and they may not believe, you know, the same things I do because they're on the other side of the fence on whatever issue, but I can still talk to them and we're still friends and we still love each other. And like for, for, for me on a lot of things on, on, you know, in, in relationships on my side, there's, there's times where I can't do that. And it is very lonely. It is very lonely. And so when we guard too much, we feel alone. Mm-hmm. But if we don't guard enough, we render other people to feel alone. Yeah. And then, therefore, there is no common bond in that relationship anymore yeah. because they're going to be guarded all the time around you and won't engage in right. anything meaningful. Walking on eggshells. So, with all that being said, I believe that if people are genuine and that their actions match their words more than ever, you can really have a positive impact on somebody's life. So, the positive result and the, the conclusion we've come to is it's good to be genuine. We're not going to be a pro-fake podcast. We're going to be pro-genuine. Now we know, because I wasn't sure before. But And speaking of genuine, a lot of people can do better. Absolutely. Yes, they can. And I can start, because my do better isn't even uh, a link or anything like that. But many people know. I have a double do better. Mm. Many people heard about Aaron Donald of Penn Hills High School, Mm -hmm. University of Pittsburgh, and the Los Angeles Rams, was uh, (laughs) sued. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Was sued by a guy that he said beat him up in a bar. Devontae Spriggs, a football player in his own right, said that his arm was, his orbital bone was uh, broken and his arm was messed up Mm. by Aaron Donald. And as the truth comes out, uh, he had attacked Aaron with a bottle, and it was Aaron's people who pulled Aaron away, and they then attacked Devontae Spriggs. So, Mm. Devontae Spriggs, um, and it was all caught on tape, which you know, if you're going to lie, try not to have it on camera. Right. Mm. That's a good idea. <laughs> Smart. Um, and Aaron Donald actually pulled the people off of him and kept him from being beaten worse. So first do better. Devontae Spriggs, don't don't try to beat up. And it was funny. As soon as it happened, everybody on Twitter, like nobody took his side. Everybody knew Aaron Donald hadn't done anything wrong. And it was like, you know, 
here's the list of people that I would fight before Aaron Donald. Mm. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And many of those things. Like, normally you get some people that want to come at you Mm -hmm. and like, oh, let's tear down the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So, yeah, do better, uh, Devontae Spriggs. But, and I'm going to say this again for however many times, uh, do better media. Mm. Because you hear Los Angeles Rams, Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. You hear University of Pittsburgh alum Aaron Donald donates millions to his alma mater. Penn Hills native Aaron Donald sued for battery. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, now he's from Penn Hills. (laughs) And then Los Angeles Rams and Pitt alum found to be innocent in this. Oh, now Penn Hills is gone again. Mm. Like how we always just got to knock Penn Hills down. And if there's something negative, we attach it to that. Do better media. And I know you won't. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that. I, I was listening that. to Joe Rogan, and he had um, he had somebody talking about Penhills. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't remember the guest he had on, but they were talking about like it was a media personality, and they're like, like they use Skip Bayless from ESPN as an example, and Skip Bayless apparently has said, "I don't even look at the headlines. If it's trending, I'm just going to go ahead and tweet it, whether it's true or not." And that's what the media is nowadays. They just go, "Oh, it's trending. I need to be the first person. I need to get this out before somebody else does." What a bunch of crap! And and the definite like I, I swear, like so many people should sue. I'm not a big person about suing. The defamation just because of social media. I just got to get this out, and then your reputation's ruined. Mm-hmm. A, I agree. B, can everybody see that slippery slope that Brian is stepping onto right now to go way down on media? My <laughs> goodness, that could I'll be another dive down. That deep. could be what would that podcast? They're be? the worst. Ugh. They used to be the bastions of our free society. Anyways, <laughs> I cannot wait for my sister Marilyn to text me tomorrow. Oh, Brian was so angry at the media. <laughs> <laughs> and still, litter. She still Freaking talks litter. about the litter. <laughs> litter. All right, I have a do better. Please. Somebody called a cop, cops on a croissant. Oh, you gave it away? Oh, <laughs> I thought this was my story. Sorry. Do better, Eric. My bad. French. I'm the do better uh, of my French. do better, so there's my do better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll read the, the, the headline now. <laughs> Dateline Poland. Mystery animal in tree turns out to be a croissant. <laughs> a woman in Krakow, Poland, had quite a fright when she saw what looked like a bizarre animal that had been hanging in the lilac tree outside her home for a few days. The woman called for help, dealing with what she thought might be an iguana, according to the BBC. The old Polish iguana. <laughs> <laughs> hanging from That's iguanski, actually. <laughs> I thought she was going to go like... I don't know, like a weird beehive or something. Right. Like it, it looks, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think I it's more know. like a nest of insects or something. The person behind the post theorized that the croissant was thrown out of a window as a treat for birds and ended up getting stuck in the tree. Although the woman's worry turned out to be unfounded, she did the right thing because there are people willing to get rid of any animal that causes some trouble or just get bored. The Facebook post said, "It's better to check and be pleasantly disappointed." And this is my favorite line. The animal rescue did not mention what happened to the croissant after it was retrieved from the tree. <laughs> Bless yeah. her heart. So do, no, do better I, if somebody ate it that day. Do, do, <laughs> do better throwing entire croissants to birds, maybe. Do better knowing what an iguana looks Calling like. Calling the police on a croissant. <laughs> Like Which, you're gonna call the cops. I like it's not a harmful do better, but okay. she doesn't have a lot going on. <laughs> it's been a tough. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. <laughs> oh man! But that is 
episode 110. That is. Okay. Um, Brian, would you take us out of here? I, I would love to. That's it for episode 110. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, we've been touching base. There is some sausage involved. Jambalaya. Listen, listen.